the biggest thing is when you start feeling that little nudge and that nudge starts kind of becoming a push and it doesn't leave you anymore, right? You just not just like, aha, and then it goes away, is to listen to it and follow your gut instinct. Like my gut kept telling me probably as early as the end of 2018 that I should think about doing a magazine for gray hair, but yet I wasn't listening. I kept pushing it back and pushing it back. Ah, nobody's gonna wanna read that. Again, I was still kind of buying into that. Like I'm doing it, it's not really acceptable yet. When you first get those little nudges, you have to really listen to your gut. If your gut is going, aha, uh -huh, do this, then do it. And be prepared for the, I mean, it's a roller coaster ride from beginning to middle to end constantly. Welcome to Reinvention After 50, a brand 50 podcast where we interview a large spectrum of entrepreneurs that have started their businesses later in life. Learn, be inspired, and get motivated by their stories so that you can take your life's experiences and turn them into your next venture. And now your hosts, Robert Erie Artboard and Stephanie O'Dell. Welcome everyone to a reinvention after 50, a brand 50 podcast. And today, Stephanie O'Dell interviewed Robin Sauls of Tangle Silver, where she had no experience doing uh, launching a magazine. And she did that after working in wineries. And what does she do in the wineries to prepare her for her next phase? Well, she, you know, she worked in the wine industry and uh, she started to see a niche, right? She started to see a um, need for education, women education around wine, and she built this whole community. So she was a great community builder and, and a great um, noticing where there's a niche of nobody speaking to that community. So she built this following and a newsletter and then started to go silver gray and start, saw the same kind of niche of women needing to build community. And that kind of led to Tangled Silver Magazine. That was kind of the progression of things. When she decided to do this, uh, one of the questions you asked her is like, uh, or advice that she can give to people if they have that nudge, when you know to take that plunge. And she said something very interesting about you know, you have that nudge and of course you talk yourself out of it, but if that nudge doesn't go away and it keeps recurring, that's that was her sign to start this. Yeah, um, and I think so many of us have this internal voice of telling us something or the universe keeps serving us things and we keep pushing it away and saying, you know, you and I have talked about this before, I don't have the experience, I don't have the education, I don't have the money. Um, you know, think about launching a magazine the, the cost of printing a magazine, that doesn't even happen anymore because of the cost. And then on a subject that nobody else is doing, she was the first silver exclusive magazine, but she just built this beautiful community and shares the stories of these women. So I think when you get that nudge or, you know, you keep, it keeps reoccurring, like pay attention and start taking some steps towards figuring out what is that, what piece of it can I do at this point to get started to see if this is something that's I should pursue. One of the things she talked about, what she talks about in the magazine is, you know, obviously issues that women face like menopause. And you mentioned, hey, did you watch the Super Bowl? It was a menopause ad. And then of course, as soon as you say, yeah, it's by a pharmaceutical company, you know, my radar went up like, uh oh, big pharma. And yep. Robin right away nailed it. Yeah, they just want to make money. She said, you know, there's a lot of other women in that space that really know how to deal with menopause. Maybe you should go to them first. So I like how the fact that she's not afraid to say, you know what? Big Pharma probably doesn't have the right answer that you need. Yeah. 
Um, And she's also very tuned into those players that aren't genuine in in the gray journey and is really careful about who she partners with. So this is definitely a project of passion and purpose. And, you know, hopefully down the road, it makes more money for her. (laughs) So she's working on that part of it. But, you know, I just love her story and I love the... um, the patience and the perseverance that she has with with Tangled Silver magazine. And speaking of uh, partnerships, she talked about how the world is big enough for all these players. And it's not like when everyone was in the 20s and 30s being very competitive. Now, if you work with other people within your niche, you can all help each other succeed. Yep. So that's always a great message. Yeah, for sure. So let's listen to more what uh, Robin had to say. Well, welcome to Brand 50 Podcast, Reinvention After 50. And I'm super excited to be here today with Robin Sauls. Robin is the founder and editor of Tangled Silver Magazine. And she and I have known each other, gosh, for over a year. Um, I think I reached, I kept reaching out to you because people kept telling me about Tangled Silver Magazine. I'm like, I have all these silver women. And and then I started looking at the the additions and the it's like, oh my God, they're all in here. She knows about them all. <laughs> so welcome. Um, Thank it's you. Cool to have you here today. Real to be here. Uh, and I want to tell, uh, talk a little bit about your journey because you didn't come into magazine. You didn't come into it with that background. I mean, you had a, a wine background, correct? Tell us how you, why and how this all happened. Well, you know, I've, I've been a, a writer since I was a child. I love novels. I love creating stories. So that piece of it has always kind of been floating around. But I was doing um, a wine business, a wine event business back in uh, 2012 called Girls Gone Grape, where I was bringing women together because I love connecting women. Um, and within that journey, I actually started a magazine because I didn't like newsletters. I thought they were boring. And I started a magazine called Sip on Life. That was just truly within my within my wine business that I was spotlighting women winemakers okay. because I thought there, there weren't enough women winemakers being recognized. So I kind of went into it with with that background. And then 2018 came around and I started going silver, started journeying into that. Wasn't seeing a lot of magazines that actually spoke to me for what I was looking for, for inspiration and letting my gray come out. And you know, there were some articles here and there, but nothing that was really just really spotlighting, hey, hey, we should celebrate these women. So 2020 came around, you know, everything started shutting down. The wine business kind of started going to the wayside because all my wineries were closed and I was bored and I was kind of like, okay, well, now what else can I do? Well, I'm totally passionate about my hair and going silver the way I was with wine. I'll just start a fun, creative project for myself, the magazine that just kind of took on a life of its own <laughs> from there. So here we are <laughs> We're on, on our third year celebrating women and embracing this next stage of life. <laughs> and not only, so digital magazine is, is much more doable, but you actually took it upon yourself to do a printed version. We did. Yes. So um, call me crazy. Yes. We did offer printed version um, subscriptions in the beginning, first two years, we have kind of tabled that and gone to print on demand now, just because of everything in the last year, we all know everything is raising rates. And I've been a little shocked by some of the print costs involved. So we are now mostly digital, but with the print on demand for those who absolutely still want the print in their hands. I actually have to be one of those people, but 
I'm still one of those people, but they're so hard to find magazines anymore. I mean, I remember where I used to get, I don't know, five or six magazines a month and now nothing. I don't even, we don't have a magazine in our house. Yeah, I, I, I actually have a couple still, but I just found, you know, when all the big magazines are kind of recognizing that, wow, let's move into digital, you have to start going, okay, am I fighting an uphill battle? <laughs> And how do I still get the information out that I think is so valuable when we can't necessarily bring it to you in print? So we're we're still we're still tweaking it. But so this year we did start just doing digital for 2023. Um, my hope is someday maybe we'll get back to maybe offering print outside of print on demand. But right now that's that's the way to go. And let's talk about starting this. So you you yeah. have the the wine magazine, and how mm -hmm. big was that compared to the demand for that versus the demand for this? Because I know there's a huge community of Silver Sisters, Silver Sisterhood. Yeah. You know, you have the hashtag I am Silver Beauty. Um, yes. You know, it's really funny. Um, the simplest way to put it is that when everything started coming out of COVID and businesses started reopening. The Tangled Silver magazine was quadruple what I had done in like five years of the wine magazine as far as the response, as far as the need, as far as the desire. I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of wine out there. There's a lot of wine magazines out yeah. there. There's a lot of that. We are the first, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say, I'm proud to say that we are the first magazine for Tangled, you know, for Silver Sisters by Silver Sisters. So I think we just like I think we are on the on the lucky side in the sense that there wasn't really anything there yet, and it's just been such a wild ride and journey. I mean, the wine magazine was much more just the USA. I would spotlight women winemakers from other countries, but it didn't have a following in those other countries. Whereas right now, Tangled Silver has a following in the UK. We have a following in, gosh, France, um, Italy, you name it. Pretty much, we've tapped into at some point. We had Philippines, like it's, it's kind of fun seeing that like silver is really more than just a color and yeah. it really does connect women together. Well, I think culturally too, to be in different cultures and understand the storytelling and the history around gray hair and the, what media, how media drives the story of gray hair. Mm -hmm. Do you find that different in different countries? Do you find the response different? Yeah. You know, it's, it's been interesting. Um, some of the countries that I thought would be more welcoming to aging, I'm actually surprised to hear that they're still struggling with being accepted as going gray women as well. And then yet there's been some countries that like I thought would be like, oh no, they'd never have any part of that. And they're really receptive to it. So it is interesting. I do think that we over here in the US are tackling the subject much more vocally than in a few of the other countries, like we're really standing up going, hey, wait a minute, it is okay for us to go gray. We are not our grandmas, right? Like, right. But there's definitely this coming together that just this freeing spirit that I think we weren't, we didn't expect to have at this point in time, right? I mean, we grew up where we were told, wash that gray right out of our hair. Right. So we had no concept that there was really a way to just let it go. And, and let it, and you, I mean, you might be natural until your gray starts showing and then you start coloring because- right. That's what we brought, we were told to do. Well, that's where I, you know, we've talked about this before and define beauty. Beauty's defined, you know, all of a sudden you're told if you have gray hair, you're no longer beautiful and you need to fit into what the definition of society deems beautiful. And that isn't beautiful. And to the, you know, my hair slowly going gray. And, you know, the other big thing for me is long hair and you have long mm -hmm. hair and just the whole societal about, oh, you need to cut your hair when you age. 
Like you have yeah. to get shorter hair. And um, because if you have long gray hair, it's witchy or it's, you know, you look old and right. Right. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. You know, I, I think I should make sure that everybody knows I'm not anti-color. I mean, I colored my hair for 26 years. I'd be pretty ridiculous to tell you I'm anti-color. I'm just anti anyone telling me I have to color or strive to keep my wrinkles hidden to you know, be relevant in today's, today's society. But yeah, that whole concept of like gray hair, long hair. I mean, I thought that entire my entire life, you know, no, it's shorty. It'll look more professional if it's shorter, yeah. but like, that's not who I am at my core. But I did struggle with all that. I, I bought into all those, those things that again, like the press media tells us, oh, wear this. Everybody goes out and buys that. Oh, this color's in. Yep. Everybody does that color in, right? We have to really define it for ourselves. I don't think many of us realize that once you start doing that, it's like there's a light that changes inside your spirit in a sense, right? Like the minute you stop caring, there's just this little aha moment. And what for me was like just a color choice at one point in time has been so much bigger than the color choice. It's been a career change. It's been just, I, I can't even begin to say how enlightening it's been. And talk about the beginning stages. I mean, how, so somebody sitting out there listening and thinking mm -hmm. they may have a small grain of an idea in their head. How did the idea start? And, you know, what were some of the hurdles and obstacles in the beginning? What were some of the successes? So, you know, the biggest thing is when you start feeling that little nudge and that nudge starts kind of becoming a push and it doesn't leave you anymore, right? It's not just like, aha, and then it goes away is to listen to it. I'm um, follow your gut instinct. Like my gut kept telling me probably as early as the end of 2018 that I should think about doing a magazine for, for gray hair. But yeah, I wasn't listening. I kept pushing it back and pushing it back. Ah, nobody's going to want to read that. And so, again, I was still kind of buying into that. Like I'm doing it, but it's, it's not really acceptable yet. Right. Right. So I think when you first get those little nudges, you have to really listen to your gut. If your gut is going, aha, uh -huh, do this, then do it. If you're, if you're asking me, hey, should I do this new creative adventure? And you you go, eh, maybe not. But if you've got that aha uh -huh, deep in your gut telling you to do it, listen to it and be prepared for the. I mean, it's a roller coaster ride from beginning to middle to end constantly. I found myself with lots of self checks, check ins. Okay, am I doing this right? Or self doubts, um, always wondering what, what if it's not good enough. And I think you have to kind of push those aside and go, you know what? Some are going to like me. Some aren't going to like me. I might be, I might not be your shot of tequila. That's okay. Right. Like you have to kind of, <laughs> you have to, you have to kind of go like, you know, okay, it's, it's okay. Not everybody's going to like us. It's like licorice. Right. I read that somewhere about a week or so ago. Oh, not I did too. Yeah. Black, black licorice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But those who like it really like it. It's, it's that kind of concept. You have to be prepared that your idea might not be for everybody, but it could be for somebody. And I think that's where you start building from it. And then you take the time to, and not too much time. I jumped in without even really thinking about it. I looked at my husband and in December of 2020, I made an announcement that coming January 21st, 2021, Tangle Silver Magazine. And my husband went, you know, that's like three weeks from now. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's, he's like, do you even know what you're doing? Uh, kind of. Do you have anybody for your magazine yet? No. <laughs> he's like, what did you just do? I said, well, I put it out there, which means right. I will somehow make it happen. Yeah. So, so I think that's a key thing when you're just starting off is to maybe give yourself that challenge. Like I put it out there because once I did, I had to make it happen. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Saying it I, out loud turns on something. 
It really um, does. It yeah. Really does. And Especially I think also out loud. Yeah. I don't know if your husband, I know I remember thinking I have to, my husband and my kids, once I put it out there, like I got to follow through on this because what example am I setting for them if I don't follow through on it? Completely, completely. Yes. It was all about, you know, showing everybody I could do it, showing it it was the right, right move to make at the time. Yeah. yeah. And then That's how right. do you get, you know, support, advice, um, did you seek others out to help you along the way, or you just kind of muddled through it on your own? So that first six months, I muddled it through it on my own. I think I was so not sure who to reach out to as far as like for business advice. I mean, there's the SBA and those organizations, but I've always kind of been an entrepreneur spirit at heart. And I've always kind of muddled through to get to the initial stages of where I wanted to be. Since then, it's been a matter of doing some investment in myself with some coaching programs looking for other women that are similar or have like like similar businesses that we can kind of come together and kind of be like, ah, what about this? Ah, what about that? Um, to sort of help really rethink things. And just a lot of, a lot of giving myself grace. I think that's the biggest thing as women, we don't always give ourselves grace. You know, we want everything to be perfect and it's not always going to be perfect. And we can't wait for it to be perfect to put it out there. Yeah. And so there's a lot of grace involved in it as well. I think that's great advice, not waiting for it to be perfect and knowing it's an evolution and it may not look like at the end or even the middle, it may not look like it does right now, but that's all part of the journey of figuring it out. Exactly. I mean, if just even now, just in the three years from the very first issue to where I'm at now, there's been a whole lot of changes. I mean, that first issue was like literally muddled together. <laughs> Here's my thought. Here's the women that I was following that I wanted to ask them if I could share them, but I wasn't still sharing the stories at that point in time. Like I just threw it together to get it out there and then started developing what I really wanted it to be and feel and speak to. And what so, is it now? How has it evolved? What, how would you describe it now? You know, it's a community of stories to inspire. It's probably the best way I would describe it. You know, there's it goes beyond the hair. So it started off, it was more focused on just our, just the silver hair, the silver journey. And that's still a key part of it. Still tips on doing tips on how to keep your silvers, how to you know, stop yelling. Um, but it's really about the women and sharing their stories because it's not about hair. I mean, when you read most of the stories, you find that it's something that they've been touched in their heart that is so beyond the hair color piece of it, the freedom that they now feel in so many other avenues of their, their world. It just sparks that. And so we branched out to where we have articles now where we talk about menopause, you know, the, the taboos, the, oh, you're supposed to be quiet. Nobody's supposed to talk about menopause. It, keep it in the closet, right? <laughs> and that's, so that's, you can't talk about that. That's, that's, ooh, that's icky. There's menopause sections in there. We get real, real with menopause. We have just like, I want to say not necessarily self-help, but kind of self-help, you know, somebody coming to you and giving you tips on how to find peace at the moment. We had a chat at one point in time, we were putting places for you to write in and just kind of give yourself a conversation to yourself every day or like with the I am silver beauty movement. I mean, that was really starting to kind of remind yourself that it doesn't matter if anybody else tells you you're beautiful. You've got to believe it first, you know, because half the battle is how you carry yourself. Right. And if you're walking around feeling like I'm dull, I look old, right. I'm invisible. That's how people are going to perceive you because of the energy coming off of you. So it has to start first within you declaring your beauty. Yeah. And where do you, how are marketers responding? Yeah, they, they are all really excited at the concept of it. They're excited. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of picky, picky when I reach out to people. I really am trying to find the brands that walk hand in hand and align with what our values are, which is, you know, celebrate women, encourage us to embrace ourselves today and inspire others. Like, so I'm really trying to find the right brands to walk with. And most of them are really receptive to talking and having conversations. Magazine publishing business is kind of a whole new game now. I might've been crazy starting a magazine at this time of time of life. So we're, we're still, we're still, we're still learning our way through how to make those partnerships work with the brands. But I can tell you that the brands that are coming on board with us, that we are walking in line with our brands that I would tell you, I will go to that for them because they truly embrace what we're trying to accomplish, which is getting that, that narrative changed on women aging or that we have to stay young to be relevant. I mean, right. I just, I'm very proud of the sponsors and people and partners that we have coming on board. Who are some of those people? Anybody you can highlight? Yeah. So we've got I Embrace. They're a company that does um, eyebrow, eye makeup. They're absolutely fabulous. Again, they they have a brand that actually speaks to gray, gray tones, not just gray. They also speak to um, redheads. They they saw a niche in the market that wasn't really responsive to women with red hair and women with gray hair with our eyebrows and the changes. Because as you've probably seen, a lot of women will still have dark eyebrows and gray hair, or they'll have dark hair and gray, gray in their eyebrows. Yeah. And they just really went out of their way to find a unique, unique way. So they have I can't even tell you how many colors I have at this point now, but there's a good, I want to say eight of them that are just specifically in different tones for women that are going gray, regardless if you're salt and pepper, or if you're white, if you're silver, it's just amazing. And then um, Sensationally Silver is a shampoo line. They're absolutely fabulous as well. It's a mother-daughter team that came, to, came together. The mother um, is a novelist, a Robin Norwood. Um, I just went blank on the book as we're talking, but she's been around for for a long time, just a huge author and she has beautiful white hair. And a lot of people were asking her about how does she keep her hair that way? And so she finally brought a product to market for that. And working with them, this mother daughter team, again, just genuine good people out to want to help women embrace yeah. their, their color. Well, I love the work that you're doing. I, you and I have collaborated and done a few things together. You were nice yeah. enough to feature Celebrate the Gray recently and in the entrepreneur space. And so I think that that's the other really amazing thing about the 50 plus community is the collaboration. And did you find that when you started Tangled that women were very supportive of you and helped? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, I said, this community is like none other that 50 plus community. I think that the when we're in our 20s and 30s, we're all still competing with each other. You know, that whole that whole concept of the mean girl kind of thing. We're all still kind of keeping everything close to our hearts and we're still kind of competitive with one another. But I think when you get to that, you know, for me, it was probably about the 45. <clears throat> I just kind of stopped caring. Like, I don't have to have what she has. I don't have to do what they're doing, especially if it doesn't be, if it doesn't be my soul, right? right. So. I, I think that at this stage, we're all much more cooperative about how do we help lift each other up versus how do I get ahead of her? Yeah. And we're stronger together. I, I think, you know, somebody said to me one time, many people can be doing the same thing and it doesn't hurt to have those other women doing the same thing, you know, collaborate with them and learn from each other uh, right. and be stronger. So I found well, that. Especially yeah, especially within the, this mid, the midlife range, right? I mean, more voices trying to help change the way that the brands res respond to us and, and advertise to us. I mean, you know this for him. No, I mean, at least myself, don't sell me something with a 22-year-old yeah. or 
skincare when I and tell me that that's going to help me with my skincare at 55. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to say the 22 year old. I want you to show me another woman who's in her 50s yeah. using that skincare. I, yeah, I don't understand the brands that the power that that would bring to them and this whole idea that they would lose customers is still something I, I don't understand. I was just talking to a woman that uh, teaches marketing and talking about this aspirational marketing versus inspirational marketing that is and storytelling and how much more powerful that is. I don't know if you watched any of the Super Bowl but you know those storytelling ads that were in the Super Bowl were so much more powerful and relatable than these aspirational ads that we've been served for so long. We're not football fans. I hate to admit that. We used to be big football people. This year, we kind of took those fans of not watching football, um, stepping away from it. So I didn't get to see any of the ads, but I keep hearing that what you said and a couple other people brought some things up. So I may have to go find some of those ads just to look at them because yeah, there was a menopause ad. There was a menopause ad, but you know, I think it was a pharmaceutical company out of, I don't think it was even us, but it was pharmaceutical. So all of a sudden menopause has become the new hot golden topic because pharmaceutical companies are realizing, Oh, we could make money off of this. (laughs) Right. Unfortunately with that, that they may not actually know how to really speak to us if they don't listen to us, right? Like if they're creating something that they think is the magic pill without listening to what women are really telling them we need to see. I mean, yeah, I I would say like, yeah, there's a couple of good menopause companies that are owned by women here in the States that I think would be the first place that we should be looking for those if you're looking for supplements to aid your menopause. (laughs) Well, I think that's the, the key is when you are your audience, it's so helpful. Like you talk about you are for and by Silver Sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a different authenticity to it. I know when I tell my story and the journey and why I'm doing what I'm doing, it resonates differently than when it's somebody in their 30s that sees this as a white space and they want to build a business. There's the, the authenticity behind it and the understanding of what the consumer really is. You know, so often right. the end user isn't spoken to in decision-making. And that for me as a consumer resonates in the advertising. I see that, that they've stuck someone in older there, but that's not how an older person would really react in this situation. So yeah. a lot of times the person making that decision is not talking to the end user or they're not the end user. So I right. think the power you have that you're providing women is really unique. Thank you. I think, you know, that, like you said, with this, with this group, when you say midlife, you know, that's like what the 40 plus women, really 50 plus. Right. But what I love is that when you see those in the commercials and a brand will tell you that they're actually reaching out to us, they're usually still using even the older dynamic, right? Like there's not a, there's not enough of, I think a variation between that. Like I'm 55, I'm not 70 yet. Right. I'm not 80 yet, but yet, the 70 year old and the 80 year old want to see somebody that relates to them too. So I feel like they need to not just like, they can't just go, Oh, one, one mold fits all. We're going to use this woman for all of midlife, even though she might be 75 years old that she doesn't represent to the 45, 55, 65. Right. So I think they need to open up that diversity of using multiple ages when you're talking midlife. Right. Well, and the psychographics of marketing versus the demographics and just thinking at certain ages, certain things happen. The 70 year old that's hiking 
may look like the 40 year old that they have in their mind, but she's really 70. So normalizing that and including ages across the spectrum. Right. So talk about too, are there any platforms or books or resources? I know you said small business and I used the small business association in the beginning too, which was a great resource for learning how to do finances and becoming an LLC and all the Mm -hmm. logistics around starting a business. But are there other platforms or, or books that you would recommend? Yeah. So, you know, um, I am part of eWomen Network, eWomen's Network, which is a great worldwide network organization. It was founded, I believe it's been 20 years now, maybe a little bit more than 23 years, bringing women together, kind of connecting them in that creative entrepreneur space specifically. I joined that a little over six or seven months ago because I felt very um, need of other women business owners that could relate to me on levels that your friends might not be able to, you know, if they're, if they're, if they're not an entrepreneur themselves, they don't own their own business. They can give you great advice as your friends, but they don't necessarily know all the ins and outs of what you're going through. So Ewan's network kind of gave me a place to find women of all different businesses. Some are large some are low, you know, their ultimate goal is to help you get to a million dollars a year, right? Which that would be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> but I love the I love the learning videos, videos, but more than anything, I love the monthly connection with other women business owners that you can just like they get you. You all come into it. And again, it's this community of what can I do for you? It's about how can I serve you first to help me as well. But right. if we help each other, we're gonna all get there. So as resources, I love to do, I love to do audiobooks. And so like my recent audiobook that I'm listening to right now is called Oversubscribed, um, which is really kind of a, it almost goes against the grain of what everybody tells you you should be doing to certain levels when it comes to your marketing and how you're reaching people. But he focuses on like really focusing on how you oversubscribe can be different for all of us. It might be a thousand people for somebody and it might be a hundred thousand people for somebody else. But it's, it's been a great motivational book as far as looking at things a little bit differently and tweaking some of the ways that we reach our subscribers. And what is any advice about getting started? Somebody sitting, listening, thinking, I don't even know how to get started. Any advice for the her? Social media, you either love it or you hate it. For me, social media was the start of it for me with, when I decided to do Tangled Silver Magazine. Um, and I just started pumping it out there. This is what I'm going to do. This is what, what, what I'm happening. And I'm reaching out to women. That was like the catapult for me trying to build an audience to actually be able to speak to when I had the magazine to come out. Yep. You know, and I did it under my personal account originally. Um, I actually wasn't going to start a separate account for the actual magazine itself. I was just going to keep it all running in my personal line. But then it got to the point where, no, we needed to branch off and share the magazine. And then at the same time, share my personal space, right? So I, I think that that's a good starting point if you've never done anything or you don't have anything going, it's a totally brand new idea because you can also sample it out on social media by throwing out the ideas out there. I mean, again, sometimes people are afraid to share their ideas because what if somebody else grabs it? Right. But at the same time, the world is really large. There's a room for all of us out there. And this out there, no matter what your gender is, right? There's room for all of us. I'm not gonna, I may be the first silver magazine. I probably will not be the last one, right? But there's so much room for all the conversations, just like agency-wise, you know, there's room for all of us. And if we come together and we start respecting that and helping one another out, we're gonna get a lot farther along. So 
social media is a good starting point because you can test the waters. If you get people liking and saying things, you know, you're on. I mean, with the first magazine that went out, basically what made me decide to turn it into a full-time magazine was the social responses I got within that first like month, especially within the first two weeks. It was, wow, wow, like, like, I mean, I was blown away by the responses that I was getting from just sharing a magazine post, just sharing a cover shot, right? Like it just, so start off on social media. If you haven't tried and sample your ideas, see what people come back and say to you. I think that's a fantastic suggestion. Now you also, this whole idea of the universe is big enough for more than one player because your story of how you created it is going to be unique to you. And mm-hmm. I think that that always resonates what, what you were talking about. If it fills you up and it, it really makes you excited, keep doing it and keep chipping away at it. And don't be discouraged if it's a slower process than you thought Patience is the word. I someone asked me, "What's the one thing you really learned through this journey?" And I said, "Man, it's patience. I've never, I've moved through life so fast, and always try to get things done. And you know, and I just have learned to, okay, that conversation didn't go the way I expected, but it may come back around sometime. And just believing in you're on the path you're supposed to be on. Yeah, hundred percent patience. That that becomes a virtue very quickly. <laughs> Like I can tell you, I would always say patience is not one of my virtues. Since starting the silver hair and the magazine, patience has become like my BFF. We got to figure out how to work together because without her, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, tell people too where they can find you. You can find me on uh, any of the social channels at Tangled Silver Magazine. Or if you want to find me specifically, I'm socially at Tangled Silver. As I mentioned, I just started Tangled Silver as a personal account, but either one of those. We're on LinkedIn as well. Pretty much anywhere social, just type in Tangled Silver Magazine and it'll somehow get you to us. <laughs> and I have to ask, Tangled Silver, where'd the name come from? <laughs> so long hair, you, you might relate to this. Sometimes our hair can be a pretty tangled mess, right? So life can be kind of a messy thing. And I was trying to think of something cute and I was using the Instagram. If you look at my very first post on my personal account, it was declaring that I was going to let myself go silver. Mm-hmm. So it just made sense, Tangled I'm going silver, tangled silver. And when I decided to do the magazine, that was just a no-brainer just to keep it there and just add the word magazine to the end of it. Perfect. Well, I also <laughs> think you're, you're a great resource for visuals around going gray. If the women are out there like, God, I really want to, but I'm my coloring doesn't work or this or that. I mean, the visual of gray hair with modern styling and vibrancy and understanding the makeup that works with gray hair and the colors Mm -hmm. that work with gray hair is so powerful that I really encourage women to look at your magazine and look at the visuals you use and follow your Instagram and really get inspired by these ladies, read their stories and hear about their authenticity in their journey. Yeah. Their stories are amazing. Each of those women are women not to be missed. They are so authentic. I'm just very blessed to get to meet them on this journey and get to share their stories. Well, thank you so much for being here and chatting and always good to talk to you and lift up the voices of the 50 plus women and the visuals of women going gray, gray, not gray, but just embracing and taking power back in their aging. I appreciate the work you're doing and it was great to talk to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time and you as well. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on all of our guests, go to brand50.com.
where you'll find show notes and other resources to help guide you through the next exciting phase of your life. Please consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, along with other platforms, and write us a review while you're there. You can also sign up for our email list on our site to get the latest podcast updates. We promise you won't get a constant barrage of emails from us, and you can bet we'll protect your privacy as well. You can also follow us on social media accounts listed on our site. Thank you for listening. Thank you.